Uh, I tell you, I tell you, Alex, I have been alternating all day between like Atacama Desert and the Rainforest Cafe in my nose. It's <laughs> 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 just been an uh, absolute it's sickness six nightmare. Season. It is. It's like six season and it's also getting like cold yeah. and then hot and then cold again and then hot. And yeah. my body is not ready for that if we need to we can take simultaneous nose blowing breaks we can all just like sync it up so that we, <laughs> I, we yeah all go maybe once. i have my nose i mean yeah oh, it's my throat i just know i'm just gonna be like muting my recording so I, I don't have to cut them out later from my own end but i'm not too worried about right now like i got exercise done and it dried me up pretty good okay so i'm pretty happy all right we are gonna get started who mode i have no idea what okay, this cold open going. is <laughs> it was it, it was probably that that's probably what i just said (laughs) okay i guess we're in it this episode of storm buds is our new found adventure for hollow night so stick around if you want to hear us talk about cute metroidvania bugs Welcome, everybody, to the final episode of Starbugs. This is the Final Fantasy XIV theme podcast, uh, video game podcast of your dreams. That's right. Still still going with that tagline. Oh, this is going to be the first episode ever where we are fully remote because on theme, Alex and I have caught some sort of bug. <laughs> Everyone is sick. We are all sick. So um, this is going to be a very fun episode today. Uh, We are, of course, doing our newfound adventure. We've been hyping this up all month of Hollow Knight. Uh, We're going to talk for the full episode, dedicate uh, to this really cool game from 2017. (laughs) We couldn't do this, right? We wanted to make this episode really special, um, and I wanted to bring uh, a super, super special guest bud who I know has also been playing this game with us so uh please everyone give a very warm welcome to you know our very first super special guest blood blood uh oh (laughs) (laughs) oh no oh no uh she is an award women oh boy i'm gonna take that you want to retake this she is an award okay (laughs) she is an award winning oh she is an award women no oh oh no this is all going in you're on tilt you got an award-winning variety streamer on twitch and tiktok known for her cozy coat streams viral stardew valley tiktoks and her fervent love of sharks it is coder girl chan hello coder girl chan welcome to storm buzz hello what an intro you deserve it you are excellence it's nice to have you I'm excited uh, to a very be a good friend of mine. Yes, I've been looking forward yes. to this for a while. <laughs> uh, Chanel is a very good friend of mine. Over the past couple of years, we met over Twitch. Why don't you, Chanel, give us the rundown of what you like to do on your channel, kind of thing, like and how you got into to gaming and stuff, and what you just a brief intro. Yeah, sure. It all started when I was six, and I got a Super mm-hmm. Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> but, but for real no um yeah so you know i gamed uh from when i was a kid kind of stopped for a long time i feel like life always gets in the way uh decided you know what um i'd really like to get back into gaming and i feel like the best way for me to finish games would be to start a twitch channel also maybe i can code and stuff and do things like that so that's how coder girl chan was uh was born uh, i guess uh i became a a full-time 
web developer, software engineer seven years ago, um, and then kind of took off from there and really took to sort of the cozy kind of side. I've been playing Stardew for six years now and uh, just really been enjoying it, playing mods, making mods here and there. Uh, but yeah, that's been most of my content. I'm, I'm a variety streamer, but that's always been the the same game I've kind of gone back to is kind of the cozy content, but I'm not always down to play kind of whatever game, uh, you know, tingles my interest. And, you know, Hollow Knight was one that I picked up because I'm really into puzzle games. Like I, I love kind of problem solving. I don't know if it's just from being a coder or even before that, I've just always loved kind of puzzly games. So it's like a nice blend of like cozy, puzzly uh, combat, but not like, you know, insane combat. It's like you have to figure out the pattern and that's puzzly in itself. Yeah. So I've just been kind of like uh, floating towards uh, the cozy stuff just because I love, you know, the warm and fuzzies that that stuff kind of feels, um, you know, once in a while throwing a scary thing, just <laughs> Hollow Knight pretty good know, for both. It up. Good mixture of yeah. cozy and scary. Yeah, I think it's like the, a nice balance because a lot of the times you're trying to figure stuff out uh, in the game and that, but you know, it's, it's cute. Cause you're like this little like knight. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, uh, absolutely will get more into hollow Knight as the episode goes on, but typically, and thank of, thank you of course for sharing that all about yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially those, your Stardew content, your Stardew TikToks have like millions of views. You mm-hmm. are <laughs> the TikTok sensation. <laughs> that nice. is, that is, it's, it, it, you never, I mean, you never know. It's like, having gone a little bit viral myself, <laughs> you never know what's going to happen with that, with that platform, right? Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's funny how TikTok just works in that way sometimes, you know? <laughs> you are way more famous than I, but <laughs> no. it's still funny. Yeah. <laughs> nah. um, um, we like to open up our quest log and talk about the side quests and other quests and other video games, book, art, movies, things that have been occupying us over the past week or couple of weeks. Um, Alex and I have not seen each other for a couple of weeks, so we might have a full quest log. Um, so this will be... Actually, I'm going to pass it off to you, Alex. I haven't heard from you in a while, but what has been occupying your quest log in the past couple of weeks. Well, I think you know. Um, it's, Do I? It's Cookie Clicker. It it, it has me again. It, it's been years, but it has me again. You know, I, I did it. I'm, I'm taking it easy this time. I'm not hyper optimizing anything. I open it like once every six hours and I tap the buttons and then I prestige and then I roll everything over again. But yes, I, I after having gone through a white hot idle game phase that lasted for about four and a half months and then burning out on them for years afterwards, you mentioned Cookie Clicker a couple of days ago, practically, and I've had it running on my phone ever since. And I just want to say that I resent you tremendously for this. <laughs> yes. It's it's interesting because as a game that sort of like was created as like a parody or a critique of these sort of like number-driven uh, economic systems, especially in game design, you see all the stuff they do in here, right? You see all the ways in which like it ramps really quickly early on, but then it starts to drip feed you stuff, and then it starts to give you the prestige stuff so you can roll it over, but start it all over again. And then you take this, and you're like, oh, this is just every Ubisoft game these days. So like like, like seeing <laughs> it's really kind of and- depressing. <laughs> 
And speaking of Ubisoft, we did discover, we, we did talk about this while we were playing Uno, which is, of course, accessible via Ubisoft Connect. Yeah. And that was a heck of a, like, I just, I just got, I just got Alex into Uno. Chanel and I have been nice. playing it with a different friend. No, I'm sorry. Wow. Maybe we'll have to merge the friend. I'm sorry. You didn't get me and into then, Uno. I've played Uno since I was seven I got years you, old. Well, I got you into Ubisoft Connect's Uno, which is a whole yeah. different experience. It's certainly it's a whole different experience. Hey, you got the cool version where you flip over and all the cards become like sexy nighttime colors. That one's all right. The nighttime music, the sexy nighttime music. Oh, my God. If you don't know Uno Flip, you are, have been missing out, everyone. It is Uno, but then you play a flippy card, and then you put the back card, and then you're in a sexy smoking section of Uno that you didn't know existed <laughs> until until you met the right person. They're like, pull back the curtain a bit. There's like a, there's a couple of burlesque performers, and uh, they serve, Bourbon. I don't know, maybe a little absent. <laughs> <laughs> or absent. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's been me. Cookie Clicker, yep. Uno, finished up Prince of Birds of the Lost Crown, um, also an Ubisoft Connect Nightmare, but great game. Real good, sort of like the whole way that wrapped up. If surprisingly effective story, great platforming. You've heard me talk about it in like three previous episodes. Awesome, awesome. Chanel, anything in your quest log in the past couple of weeks? I think I might know, but I'm asking you on the <laughs> Um, I just finished up Cocoon. Ooh. Uh, <gasps> loved that one. Um, that was like a real brain itcher. Like I really, mm-hmm. really enjoyed um, going through the puzzles of that one. And like, not that I look up a lot of answers for things. I try to do it on my own for the most part. But this is like one of the like I play a lot of games on stream. So this was when I played off stream completely without recording anything, just something on my own. And it was so nice to just kind of figure something out on my own and just kind of go through the, <laughs> you know, the steps of it. So it was a nice game. First game I finished of 2024, which is like so early because it's only February. Um, so that was nice. Um, I've been really into this game since last year, but it, I kind of, completed most of it this year which is good pizza great pizza that's my uh that's my go-to cozy game right now but i finished it so now i'm like i guess we have to find a new addictive Mm -hmm. game (laughs) i I haven't heard of that what is that you're basically you basically open a pizza shop and there's five chapters basically um in it and there's different things going on in each chapter but you open up a pizza shop people come in order pizza you get new ingredients you get new things to make your pizza making faster um but there's like story in between so there's like drama and like mystery and whatever so it's it's kind of obsessive i don't know why but it is, but it is you're just making pizza all day so it's good yes i have been watching you play that <laughs> Um, pretty, pretty often. And yeah. I think the most, the biggest takeaway is that there's a, there's a customer that'll come in every so often that, that says, give me them meat squares. Give me them meat it's squares. It's a very, it's a very irreverent game when it comes to the customers ordering and leaving feedback and whatever. Um, but the meat squares, they sound like, they sound, sound like skin slapping. They, they sound, they do sound a little tuggy. Oh, horrifying. <laughs> how it is in that game. Uh, but it looks cute. Yeah. It's it good. Is, it's so I, I'd say it's good sound design. It's, it's, icon- it's, <laughs> Effective sound design. It's effective. That's fast that's toppings. the word. Fast toppings. That's what it is. But yeah, those are like <laughs> the two. I guess that I've been playing. I'm always playing Stardew. Like I never never stopped. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, those were kind of the two main ones I've been playing. And then Hollow Knight here and there. But you know. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, yes. So uh, as for my quest log, similarly, I started Cookie Clicker probably about two weeks ago. So I am up to the septicillions or whatever, how you pronounce that amount of things. But I've been, at this point, I'm just letting it run. I don't really care. I, <laughs> I, also, um, I also started a couple of games I want to talk about quick. The first one was mentioned in our... Uh, um, our heavens awards show very briefly i think i think it was or at least it was in the deliberations it's called bug fables the 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 what is it the never ending sapling or the everlasting sapling oh, you actually or something sapling. you actually played that i bought it and i played the first two chapters of it i'm not sure i'm going to finish it uh the writing in and the art and like it is okay i'll explain what it is it is paper mario like it is basically just like a new one of those, not from Nintendo. It's like a Paper Mario at home, I called it, when I was talking about, about it with my friends. Um, and that is, the combat is very faithful, but the characters are very static. So you have the same, like, three... At least I, in the first two chapters, I've got to the same three characters, whereas opposed to Paper Mario, where you have that kind of rotating cast to keeps things interesting. I feel like I'm solving kind of the same puzzles over and over again, even though I'm getting some, like, minor upgrades on stuff. So I'm not sure I'm going to keep finishing that. But it is cute. It is 20 bucks, so maybe I'll go back to it at some other time. Um, not a bad deal, but I know that Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is coming up, so my RPG time is going to be on that. Same. And it's going to be exclusively on that. Um, however, after finishing a Hollow Knight, I was not Metroidvania done yet, So, but there was one I had mentioned um, that had come out five days ago as of the last episode that I have been playing called Ultros. Ultros is the kind of um, psychedelic-looking, uh, hand-drawn sort of style, similar to Hollow Knight, uh, Metroidvania, but it, it very differently, it doesn't necessarily have... Well, I haven't... No, I have died. And it, it when you die, you don't like lose anything that much, apart from a little progress, so it's closer to Metroid in that way, um, where you just like have your save points and respawn. Um, and... Instead, though, where the loop is, is every time you beat a level, you're forced to sort of start your entire character progression over from scratch. Um, and, but, like, I think, I, and I'm not sure yet, because I've only done, like, the first three dungeons, but, I'm, but I feel like a couple of actual months pass every time you do that. Oh. And, like, you have to, like, regenerate, and, like, <sighs> the station changes depending on the seeds you plant in the station it's like this you're in the space station and it is completely overrun with fungus and uh plants and other alien life forms that are all sorts of colors this game seems it's way overstimulating and way inaccessible if you're colorblind i'm sure um but it is really beautiful i'll say the combat is a little bit like simple i'm not having too much of a, of, a, uh, of a challenge even and we'll get into it especially compared to hollow knight but it, it is certainly a bit more straightforward um but i really like the core concept of it and i like the way the experience works wherein you get four different experience bars and you have to spend them to level up different talents to in different trees and stuff so there's that kind of thing um, like, and, and that works like it's not overwhelming to have four different experience bars that you get used to, i get used to it pretty quick okay. uh, they're all color-coded um there's different you can like store some experience or and not use it or whatever like it's it's pretty cool um and yeah so i've been really loving ultra so i'll probably i'll finish that one um that's been a lot of fun and of course, Tekken Eight, like I always say, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I've been, I've been, I've been yelling, always I've been second. yelling online. Love it, love it. Okay, 
Uh, that is awesome. Thank you guys so much for sharing your quest logs. I'm glad we've cleared that up. It always feels good. And now we can get to the meat of the episode, our newfound adventure, Hollow night um i we are not going to be fully spoiling this whole thing but we are going to talk in depth about the system the combat the like a lot of the world the art direction uh opinions in general and like some maybe some favorite moments some light spoilers in that in that way but like nothing too outrageous um and i think i want to like alex you have the most history with this game you played it like when it came out probably um, pretty close to yeah yeah so i'll kick it off to you to kind of explain hollow knight uh if for those that may not be as familiar with it sure yeah are. yeah so i'll do a bit of context here so hollow knight um 2d metroidvania game although as we're going to get into a lot of influence from dark souls and from soft games as well um initially comes out of kind of a game jam scene uh, they do a kickstarter campaign i believe in 2013 that does like so not a ton of money, but like it's out there and they're kind of humming away at this game for five years after that until it comes out in 2017. And it kind of, it's it's a three person team, very small studio. And it, it comes out of nowhere and it hits and it's a, it's actually, I think it's fairly interesting to talk about the context of it, especially in terms of the indie release scene at the time, because it comes out on PC first and does pretty well there. The team behind it's been very public about the sales numbers. They've said it sold about 60,000 copies in its first month. It had done over a half million by the end of the year, like good numbers for any kind of indie game. But then the next year, it comes out on the Nintendo Switch. And on the Nintendo Switch, it sells like a quarter million copies in two weeks. Like it is an immediate breakout hit. And it, it's at the exact point when the Switch has been out for a little over a year. There was like the first party stuff like Breath of the Wild that everyone was playing. But the Switch is having a bit of an identity problem. And then it's becoming increasingly clear that like it's actually building up a really big brand as a source for indie games. So that's like, you know, Stardew would come out, I think, a few months earlier on the Switch. And that was really big. How Hollow Knight hits the Switch and is a bestseller for like week after week after week. It's just on top of the charts. And so uh, it like it ends up being this thing where like um, the Switch and Hollow Knight end up synergizing and driving a lot of copies. And it just it almost catapults the game into this catastro- like stratospheric level of success where they sold millions and millions of copies at this point. And then they announced the Silk Song sequel. And it's kind of unclear like... it's been a long time. They made a shit ton of money. Like, are they, are they just taking the time to get it right? Or is it, you know, a little bit nervous? Are they struggling to like do like a proper follow-up? Who could say? But it's a really interesting sort of trajectory this game has had. And, uh, and and I think it's been like a real, it's one of those sort of stories of like out of nowhere success that just would catch anyone completely off guard. And in terms of what the game actually is, is then so it is a game you would play as a character called the knight which is like a little small bug-like creature although not like any one particular species and you are wandering through a place called hollow nest which is this enormous sort of mostly underground warren of bug civilization of fallen bug civilization because as i'm sure we'll talk about with some of the story stuff what there seems to have been some kind of accident here or just like general process of decay and this once great thriving bug metropolis with all these different districts and city regions and stuff like that has sort of fallen prey to this orange infection 
that like much like the actual sort of like cordyceps fungus that takes over an ant and makes it uh, do stuff has like taken all of the the residents of this place and turned them into kind of mindless monsters that then attack you that you then need to defeat etc. And there's surprisingly intricate lore undergirding all of it but uh, for the most part then you're just uh, exploring digging deeper fighting your way through unlocking new powers you get your double jumps you get your air dashes you get your wall jumps you get that thing where you rocket horizontally for an indefinite amount of time until you hit the opposite wall you get some stuff we won't talk about and especially fighting a lot of really interesting and fairly complicated boss fights. And like there's some combat stuff there, especially that when we get to the gameplay, I want to dig into because I've got a bit of an arc with this style of game that it ties into. But yeah, that's that's Hollow Knight more or less. And it's just it's a really, really good one of those, I think. I agree. Um, this is my first time playing Hollow Knight in the year of Our Lord 2024. So quite a bit of time after it came out. It was a game, um, I think, uh, it's a post, it's a post Bloodborne game. Um, it's And what that means is that it is very, there was this sort of cultural heyday of really challenging Dark Souls style games where like death really mattered and you were supposed to feel the loss um, and grow from it, which is which is uh, there is a value to that uh, in and of itself. I do think that um, that aspect of this game does show its age a little bit. Um, and I think that is still fine. Um, it's not, that would probably be something that would scare a lot of people off or maybe like turn people off in the middle of a run. Because like, for me, I think the best thing to do when I experience any sort of loss of progress like that is just to put it down and distance myself from it. <laughs> and Hollow Knight is one of those games where like you have to, it's not telling you what's going on. So the longer you put it down the less likely it is going to uh stick i think um i di i didn't put it down because uh i didn't I, I didn't really have that much loss with it um but i think that uh it would be there I, there have been games like this in the past that i've played where i put, would put it down and then not know what i was doing and i was like okay well i i think i'm coming from this from a position of having played games like Castlevania since childhood. Um, so there's not to, I think my overall impression of this game, I'll dovetail into it is that it's, it does a lot of things that other games have done really, really successfully. It did them on a shoestring budget. Um, and it did them with an, an absolutely intoxicating amount of charm, which I think is why it sold so well on the switch, because that is the audience that cares only about charm. They do not <laughs> care about <laughs> graphics quality or anything like that. It is about the vibe and the aesthetic. And it was the, definitely the smartest thing they could have done to sell that thing on the switch. Um, th but it is still, it is still challenging. I'm not, I'm not saying that this game is necessarily easy. And I think I want to praise this game, particularly on its difficulty curve. I think that the, there aren't any ridiculously powerful 
bosses in the middle of the game that are way too hard that are often present in Dark Souls games or things or games that have inspired this one. Um, it's really it was really like, OK, I died like oh, I'm not really dying on these bosses. Like I'm not dying on the Mantis Lords. I'm not dying on the Dung Defender and I'm not dying on this. Oh, I'm like, oh, uh, on whatever the Crystal Guardian. I'm like, oh, well, I'm dying now I'm dying on the soul, the soul guy. What's his name? The soul collect, not the soul master. That's the other one, but the soul, the soul guy in the soul chamber with the soul, soul. He's the soul. I died of that <laughs> one. One of those. I was like, oh, okay. And then, and then there's the deep nest one with the wardens. And I was like, okay, I'm dying once or twice on these. And then like the, the very end. And then like at the very end with the, the, uh, the, the final, final boss, I think I died like, it's kind of scaled up to like eight times or so. So there was, um, and that was, uh, it wasn't, I, I died a lot on like, the, well, complain about it later. Like the, the <laughs> combat was, like when this game balanced combat with platforming, it was excellent. It was really excellent. Um, when this game just did platforming, it was a little boring. <laughs> it was a little, it was a little samey. Um, and it was a little for me like, mm. Yeah, I will say like uh, with Hollow Knight, it was like one of the, because I haven't played like too many, I think I've been playing like a lot of cozy stuff, which has been a lot easier for, so for someone to come in and play, like, I'll say that I think this was like my first Metrovania like game. So coming in and be, and trying to navigate my way through, I will agree, like some of the boss fights, I was like, okay, like, let me step away. Let me look around and then I'll come back to it or figure out how I can, you know, level up a bit or, or do whatever. Like, let me just think about it was like a lot of like rhythm and timing that you had to like be like okay next time let me hold off on this let me try to you know do it in this at this timing i mean i did grow up in an era of donkey kong country which was one of the most difficult games in the sense of you died and you were dead so it was just like you know this they could have been worse it could have been worse um you know so uh i totally agree like it's not something that was like like it may be overly frustrating for some but um yeah it's for me like it wasn't like too frustrating like i could come back to it and, and kind of figure it out but it was like definitely something i was like sometimes i think i need to walk away and come back tomorrow like i'm not yeah. doing this today Sh chanel i know you are learning uh bass guitar um have yes. you ever uh have you ever like just put a song down and then come back to it the next day and inexplicably <laughs> it's way easier yeah like this is yeah it's that same thing where it just kind of has to bake a bit in your brain um I do feel like, uh, yeah, there's a lot, because this game does borrow so heavily from a lot of Metroid and Castlevania games that have come before that I have played, there were some things that have been baking for a, quite a while, so I didn't have too much difficulty beating this within a week, but like, I don't, I, I really still enjoyed it. Like that's So I think this is a game that is highly accessible because it is so enjoyable. It's, a, it's enjoyable to a wide variety of people who have played games like this and people who are brand new to games like this as well. Chanel, you should also play Metroid games. <laughs> they I know. Are, I'm in now. I'm down. <laughs> they are they are all pretty much easier. I think Dread has a couple of challenging boss battles um, and, and is also a little bit scarier. <laughs> Actually, now that I think about it. That's okay. Some I of those parts are a little scary. I'm good to go. <laughs> oh, that's true. You do play those scary stream games sometimes. Well, yeah. So um, if, but, yeah. So if I can take an opportunity here to segue us into, because I do want to talk about the combat specifically in a little, little bit more detail. Uh, a thing that I found really, that 
um, so kind of the arc I went on with this game is because prior to this, I had tried a few times to play uh, some like Dark Souls 1 and Dark Souls 2 and even a bit of Bloodborne, and I found myself utterly unable to get into them. Like those games, I was incredibly frustrated by the way that you'd have to run back to boss fights, by the overall difficulty, by how hard it was to get my like your head around the combat. And then I played this game. And this game has a very similar, I think, sort of approach to a lot of the encounter design in terms of like it, a lot of precision, a lot of pattern recognition and that stuff. But for whatever reason, having it isolated to a 2D plane, not trying to move a character in 3D space, but just having like the mobility of jumping this little bug man around and mastering like especially like striking upwards, striking downwards, sort of like position like identifying the very precise patterns in which the bosses moved and then figuring out like, okay, and then I jump and then I slash upwards and then I land between these two spots and then I do it again. Like it it had a, a deeper level of precise control that got me through my frustrations and made it possible to feel like I could, I could see how I was getting better and I could see how I was making progress every time I tried to fight again. And then after I beat this game, I then went on and I beat Bloodborne and I beat Sekiro and I beat Elden Ring and I beat all the rest of them, right? Like something about this game made that kind of difficulty structure click for me in a way that then opened up a whole bunch of additional games. I will say, especially in relation to Elden Ring, Elden Ring kind of changed changed the game in a lot of ways of course making that kind of thing an open world experience but also it was the most forgive it's more forgiving than hollow knight by a lot because you can pretty much at any point just whisk yourself away to a save point <laughs> and and also not too many of the runs were really difficult i think in hollow knight some of the runbacks get a little a little much a little inflated i call that it's padding yeah. um and you can lose a lot it's it is a little bit padded because um uh, so it's not again and that's another imperfection i think something that shows its age a bit and i think some of the there is a fast travel system in this game you unlock kind of fast travel points as you explore more and more um and some of those get to be a little too far apart um as well and so there's a lot of time wasted just sort of running back to the shops that are in weird spots away from fast travel um so th- there's that that is i think artificial difficulty which is in present in hollow knight where it's just sort of testing your patience that way but there is still mechanical skill at at play here and there is still a lot of influence and charm and speaking of charm there uh we should also talk mostly about what makes it charming because that's apparently what i said was the selling factor i maybe i'm not actually here but like the art and the music and just the idea of these cute little bugs and the little and this world wild civilization that exists may or may not have existed or whatever underneath and they they could do this thing um but what i mean what are what are some of your impressions on the art and the music uh in the game chanel oh i loved it i think that's what kind of attracted me to the game was just like the art style is like this cutesy darkness to it um i think that so I know I go more of the cozy genre, but it's funny because a lot of people will say, oh, scary games are also cozy. And it's like, yeah, they are kind of cozy in a way of just like this, like, um, you know, this like gothic feel sometimes is sometimes sometimes just like really cozy to people like me. I love seeing it, but it's just this little bug 
you know, and you're just fighting with this little little bug against these like big creatures. And I think that's just so cute, even though they're destroying me. But like, <laughs> you know, well, especially because like because it is gothic, right? There is so much gothic architecture, these cathedrals and these stained glass windows and and like the, the, the green path area is like my favorite area in the whole game because of all like the, the overgrown I wake up sometimes and I've had that music stuck in my head while I was sleeping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Mine, yeah. Mm-hmm. mine is the mine is the Crystal Peak. I yes, thought Crystal Peak so was pretty. peak gameplay for me. It was I I it was I actually went there right after Manta, the Mantis Lords and the jump um, because I had so much money that I could just afford the lantern. <laughs> Brag. <laughs> Brag. <laughs> so I had no I had no issue, and then I just like had the 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 da- the infinity dash. For most of the game in a while but also it took me forever to find the ground pound <laughs> like, <laughs> and i want to and so but yeah that that music there is great too the part of also what makes it charming i think the art I'll, I'll speak as well on the art as i think it was really cool i liked learning that it was all just hand drawn to save time and then kind of oh. put in like paste it in um, and you can kind of see, if you go back, you kind of see some of the assets are like tied together. They're not like necessarily generated in engine and like the maybe some of the blades of grass aren't flowing different directions or anything like that. Everything's kind of just like put in there, but their use of parallax is uh, extremely effective to create backgrounds that feel yes uh, very enormous to me. I will say uh, because of the drawn thing, and I think they probably know this, there's a lot of outlines. <laughs> Yes, a lot of really thick black outlines, and it's it's a, it gets to be a little much. And there are some parts, I think, particularly in the fog zone, where there's like a pink background, and there's these orange explosive stuff, and it's really hard to see the kind of those things, like a soft pink and then the soft orange. I can't imagine trying to navigate that if I were red, red, green, colorblind at all. I'd be like, "That's what is this? Which one's dangerous? Which is not?" It's but that's hard. So I would say this was, of course. Maybe, 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 maybe they're working on the accessibility settings for Silk Song or something like that to have a color, color filter because there was none at all. And I was like, I actually probably would have liked it for that one. Maybe that's maybe that's quote unquote cheating because I'm not colorblind. But I was like, this is ah, I can't see anything. Not the <laughs> yeah, it's not even dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really, yeah, I really liked the green path. I think that was also my favorite area. I I guess just growing up watching like a lot of I feel like because I was like I grew up in the 90s and stuff like Adam's family like dark uh, stuff was out a a lot in the 90s I'm not sure so like it gives me that like comfort zone of that gothic kind of art spookiness almost but um yeah I loved the green path I loved the crystal area um those were probably the two the other ones kind of like were similar in the way that they were drawn like the little rocky miney kind of areas even like the mantis area and the um uh all the other areas were kind of similar yeah you know i agree with that Mm -hmm. i think particularly i found deep nest to be unpleasant to both navigate with the 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 kind of centipede platform stuff yeah and also to just just like have to go back and the, the runbacks were probably the most long and trying to find secrets in deep nest was a nightmare because like you're trying to find little black cracks in the wall, but the black wall there, the walls are already blacked and they're already like segmented because they're made well with all these carapaces. So it was just like trying to, it was just layering the different, uh, the, the black outlines on top of each other. And I was like, okay, well I'm not going to find anything. Like I just looked something up cause I was like, there's clearly something in this and I didn't have any issue with it at that point. <laughs> Did they just... get you though? Did they get you with the drop in the deep, in the deep nest? 
when you're just like, you're, like wandering down like a random corridor and you just plunge down into this whole new zone <laughs> there was a couple times that they did that didn't they i don't remember it that much i wasn't i was like okay I okay here lot. we go yeah <laughs> yeah we it's like there was i think there was a couple times that happened maybe it was like in the I don't know. But yes, there there is a really there's a wonderful sense of discovery to be had in this game because it it funnels the player but it doesn't railroad them. Um so it funnels the player until basically until the Mantis Lords and then you get the wall jump and then there's maybe like five different directions you can go in and they're all valid. Um so it's really cool. Love it. Uh love that about it because it's also it's big but it's not that big and it's not like <laughs> I don't know, Chanel. Have you played Elden Ring at all? I don't. I don't think I've seen. I've you play only it. watched people play it here and there, so I don't know too yeah. much about it. But yes, yeah, so you can like in Hollow Knight, you can miss mechanics and stuff. But I think it's easier to come back and find them because it's also like more fun to like. Yeah, it's more fun and it's more possible to search every every corner of it. With Elden Ring, you can still miss mecha- major mechanics, but that world is so huge. <laughs> <laughs> that I think that it becomes a huge problem. Then you can like miss miss the flask or whatever. You can miss uh, upgrading your gear and stuff. And it's really like what I don't know. Maybe not upgrading your gear specifically, but like there's there's too much you can miss in that game. And I think Hollow Knight has missables that are more acceptable because of it. And then may, maybe you could argue that's just everyone's journey. It's all special. <laughs> Everyone well, finds so, uh, things at different times in Hollow Knight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, so Chanel, I'm going to ask you a question here, actually. So Jerome and I are drawing a lot of comparisons to obvious genres because of the ones that we play more, the From Soft Dark Souls style or the Metroidvania style and stuff like that. As someone who doesn't seem like, I don't think has a ton of background in those genres, what other games were coming up for you when you were playing this? What other sort of references was it sort of drawing for you? Yeah, definitely. Um, So I do, I, I do play like kind of those like adventure rpg kind of games as well so like for me it was like things like zelda or um i think zelda was like popping up a lot like i played a lot of like old super nintendo games where you're like hopping around a lot so obviously donkey kong always pops up for me but it was just like with zelda you're like kind of bouncing off things you're getting abilities you're figuring stuff out but you need you need certain abilities to unlock certain things or make things easier. So I always, so I guess I always knew in the game, like, obviously if I can't get to this one area, there's something that I'm going to find eventually that will help me get further. So I guess that was like my one, not my one gripe, but it would be like, oh, I'm stuck here because I can't find this thing. And I get so lost. And then you'd have to do because the area, some of the areas were so huge. I'd be like, I probably got to go back to this place, which is a man, like a giant maze. And I probably missed something in there. So I'd have to kind of go back and forth until I figured out or found the thing that I was <laughs> looking for. But when you were like all the way, like if I'm all the way in the green path and the thing I need is all the way in the crystal area, <laughs> I'm just like, where uh. am I even? um you know so yeah yeah definitely you find huh hopefully sorry hopefully you find uh like some cute little grubs along the way yeah (laughs) to save oh my god i got things to like yeah that's the other thing it's like sometimes um so like the so i was pulling from like things like zelda like adventure ones but you know the things that are like different there is like okay if you want to go explore you know a different area you'll just fast travel over there and hollow knight had that but it was like you said jerome earlier it was like far apart and uh i my playthrough i've been posting on youtube like i haven't been playing it live i would like play it off 
line and then record it and then post it and then people will be like you missed all these things and i'm like i didn't even know that was there because i i didn't and then i would like find it later like they wouldn't like spoil it too much but they'd be like there is a station here and i'm like i could not find that i don't know what you mean <laughs> um and i eventually yeah. find it yeah but it would be even then like some of them were like really far apart uh, or like really deep into something else. So it'd be like, I really need to go back here, but it's so far. <laughs> yeah, it can be, yeah. it can be really, it can be also, there's a couple parts where you really want to explore every option, but yeah. if you take one step too far, the gates close behind you and you're in yeah. a boss battle <laughs> and that you don't too. have any soul to hear. Yeah, that too. <laughs> and you're like, okay, like there's a couple of times where they, it gets you in kind of the, not, not as funny ways um, as maybe they intended. But I, but I totally see Zelda. I think I mean a lot of games owe a lot to Zelda, Zelda One, um, particularly. But this one does have. I mean, it has it even has pieces of heart. Let's call them what they are. Like, <laughs> um, so that is uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, a totally awesome game. I I completed it with about eighty nine percent done. I'm not doing. I'm not. I'm not a one hundred percenter uh, on this. Um, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm really glad I came back to, to it. I, I don't know exactly why I put it off so long. I've known it's not like I didn't know about this game or the genre of games. It's not like I didn't enjoy these kinds of games. But maybe because I thought it was going to be too much like Dark Souls, Dark Souls Two, and Bloodborne, like he said, and I was bouncing off those that I never picked it up, even though it was relatively like cheaper, whatever for my Switch. It would have been great. Um, but that's that's kind of. But I'm really glad we came back to it now. Um, and I I, I hope. Everyone else out there enjoyed listening to talk us talking about it as well. I have a couple of fun little uh, segments we're gonna do. Okay, actually, I think we just have the one. Yeah, no, what do we I was got this do week? Two, but I think was, we just got time for the one right now. And what we got time for this week is a little. It's a new segment. Oh boy! It's uh, it's a, it's Final Fantasy fourteen themed. Oh boy! But it's a deep cut. It's a deep cut. You're <laughs> not even gonna know this, Alex. We are going to be uh, playing a game. We're going to be playing a game called Words Are Trivia. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is based off the side quest in the Azim Step at level 65 in Final Fantasy 14 called Words Are Trivial. <laughs> we're going to be playing a quick Hollow Knight trivia game. Alex, it seems like you trolled the Wikipedia page for that intro, so you're probably going to sweep this pretty good, but I got some. I'm going to be mad. We are going to have a little fun. <laughs> Welcome to Words Are Trivia. Clap, clap. Contestant number one <laughs> is a uh, uh, cement pour from uh, 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 London, Ontario, Canada. That, those things are definitely true. Alexander Hambrock. That's me. I pour cement all day and I come home and play video games at night. That's my life. And contestant number two is a, is a ceramic dealer and art, artisanal uh, fair person from uh, Fresno, California. It's Coda Girl Chan. <laughs> I love <What>? California. <laughs> I, love, I love being from California. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We've got, uh, I've got 10 trivia questions here. They're all equally serious uh, and equally easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you say that. <laughs> I do say that. Question number one. Um, oh, and to buzz in, you are going to have to make 
the noise of a bug of your choice. What? That's what your buzzer is. What's your let's let's come up with our buzzers now before it's too late. Alex, what's your buzzer? Um snick, 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 snick. Okay. Cool. That's a bug. Chanel, how about your buzzer? Buzz. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> just a buzz. Like, I can't believe you didn't just say buzz. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were buzz? gonna do it. A bu- like a bee buzzer. Yeah, easy. Okay, we got <laughs> all right, cool. Now I know who's gonna buzz in. All right. Question number one. What year was Hollow Knight released on Switch? Buzz. <laughs> Damn it. I didn't even get to the, it was a multiple choice. I didn't even get to it. Go. Oh, what is it? Shit. No, you're good. You're good. You could go in. You could go in. I forgot to say it was multiple choice. <laughs> okay. 2019. <laughs> you went with D2019. The other options are, that was one of the options. So, you know, you're, that's fine. The other options are tw- A, 2016, B, 2017, or C, 2018. Um... Stick, Alex, stick, do you stick, have stick, any stick. other guesses? Any other guesses you want to buzz in? I'm going to guess 2018. Damn it. Uh, the correct answer is C, 2018. Uh, I thought it was like two years after it came uh, out. No, you, but you, it's okay. My bad on not saying there were multiple choices. No, I know. <laughs> I would have still, still picked D. That's all I would have still D. You would have still picked it, but that could have been worse. Yeah. Are they all, all, right. multiple, are they all multiple choice just to check? Yes, they are all okay, multiple great. choice. Cool. Okay, great Love question. It. Thank you. I will so wait. Much. I will wait. <laughs> you can buzz in beforehand if you know. I um, I'll be safe. <laughs> which platform version of Hollow Knight has the highest Metacritic score? A. PC. B. Xbox. C. PS4 or D. Nintendo Switch. Buzz. Chanel. It's going to be something that's not, that's weird. I'm going to go with Xbox. Okay. You went with B Xbox. What? Alex, do you have, do you, do you have a different answer? I'm going to go with PlayStation. The correct answer was it D Nintendo switch. It was not, it was the obvious one. Did not yeah. curve. I was like, switch maybe had it's a, a trick question. <laughs> The others were like 84 to 87, but Switch had a 90. And that's There are the always like the Nintendo specific outlets that are always like, you know, just a little bit higher scoring. Yeah. <laughs> more people bought it on, on Switch, apparently. So. And more critics reviewed it, probably. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm looking at you, Nintendo Life. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Nintendo Life. Okay. Uh, so it's still 1-0 in favor of Alex. Uh, but it's it's anyone's game. We got eight questions left. Question number three. Before Unity, which game engine did Hollow Knight use? A. Pencil, spelled P-E-N-C-Y-L. D. Utensil, spelled U-T-E-N-S-Y-L. C. Stencil, spelled S-T-E-N-C-Y-L. Or D. Prehensil, spelled P-R-E-H-E-N-S-Y-L. Sorry, were three of those D? A. Pencil. (laughs) B. Utensil. C. Stencil. D prehensile. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Buzz. Buzz. Pencil. <laughs> okay, she's going A pencil. Snick, 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 okay, snick, that snick, one's snick, locked snick. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stencil. The correct answer is C stencil. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. the only one that's real. <laughs> My pencil's real. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> they made this Prehensil's in Unity? real in my heart. It, it uses Unity, yeah. I mean, this is 2017. That makes sense. They but it was on mind. stencil beforehand. 
Well, they got money to pay for Unity. Sixty k, we can we can buy Unity. We can buy Unity in twenty seventeen. Uh, on what U.S. holiday? Question four. On what U.S. holiday was Hollow Knight Silk Song teased? A. St. Patrick's Day. B. President's Day. C. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Or D. Valentine's Day. I know you're from California, and he's from London, Ontario. So you got you got the advantage on this, Chanel. Yeah, because I'm American. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. She totally, she totally is. I'll uh, repeat the answers. A, mm-hmm. St. Patrick's Day. B, President's Day. C, Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Or D, Valentine's Day. Buzz. Okay. Quick, quick on the buzzer. Martin Luther King. <laughs> Damn it. I was going to go with that one. Uh, I'm going to go with President's Day. Uh, today is President's Day. We are recording on President's Day, but it was not President's Day. The answer is Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Valentine's Day five years ago. I was going to say, how long ago? Because it was just Valentine's five Day. Years. Five years. Five years ago. Five years. Valentine's Day. That was a fun one. That was a fun trivia. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, um, cute. Question number... Uh-oh. I didn't, I didn't number my questions in my doc. I think this is five. Question number five. I think I would have prepared. Didn't. Due to trademark concerns, Team Cherry changed their third DLC name to Godmaster. What was its previous title? A. Gods and Glory. B. Dungeons and Dragons. C. Now that's what I call Hollow Knight 3. Or D. Gods and Ben. Six, 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 Nick. Alex? A. Gods and Glory? Okay. Chanel, do you want to do you want to guess? I'm just gonna say Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. The answer was a Gods and Glory. <laughs> I almost guessed the trouble for that. <laughs> There's another gay thing out there called Gods and Glory, and I just thought that was I couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> that actually sounded good, so I just leaned into it. Leaned into it for kind of a, a throwaway one. Gods and Glory, Fantasy War, apps on Google Play. Oh, it's one of these. Oh, fuck off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, oh, we're not going to deal with that. Uh, the next question. Question. Goodness gracious, we are we are breezing right through these. We are almost done. I promise. Which one of these people is not a member of Team Cherry? <laughs> a. Ari Gibson. B. Christopher Larkin. D. David Kazi. Or Oops, I said D again. How many times have I been saying D before D? <laughs> More than once per question. Oh, no. Oh, no. I can't. I am. I'm ruining editing this. <laughs> A, Ari Gibson. B, Christopher Larkin. C, David Kazi. Or D, William Pellin. Snick, 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 snick. Yeah. William Pellin? Okay. Any, any guess from Chanel? I'm going to say Chris. Was it Christopher Larkin? Yes. I'm going to go with that one. The correct correct answer is the composer of this game, Christopher Larkin. Yeah! Not nice. on Team Cherry. Yeah, I got one. But he was the composer. I thought that was a good one. Um, all right. So I think I think that brings us to, what is it, three to to two or one? one? Two? <laughs> three to one. Okay. I was giving you the benefit of the doubt. I, got I was like, one. No, this which one? You've got no. two. That was your second. No, that was my only one. No, you did. You guessed. Um, you guessed PS4. I thought you got Switch, but you guessed PS4. I remember now. 
I guess or something like Xbox. That. Oh, Xbox. <laughs> it, was it was wrong. It was a thing. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Okay. <laughs> um, an early version of Hollow Knight called Hungry Knight that we alluded to earlier was developed in the Game Chan competition in 2013. When it was released on Newgrounds, what was its original community star rating out of five stars? So I'll just say A is one and then E is five. Or don't just guess one through five. Uh, buzz. But, all right. I'm going to go with one. Okay. Snick, 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 snick. I'm going to go with yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The correct answer was one. <laughs> It was really? bad. <laughs> it was bad. People hated it. If it was on, it was on Newgrounds. Yeah, no. New, I think it's since been bumped up because they know who made it, but like yeah. <laughs> people did not like it. But yeah, they they made it. Whatever. It was. Uh, I mean, it was their first game together. Fair, fair. Which of these video games, according to the wiki, has not been explicitly cited as an influence for Hollow Knight? This is a tricky one. I think. I maybe I'm wrong. A, Metroid, B, Fixandu, C, Castlevania, or D, Zelda 2? Which one has not been? Which one was not explicitly cited as an influence? Three of them have been called out in interviews by Team Cherry members as influences, and one of those games hasn't, surprisingly Ah. enough. Snick, 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 snick. I'm going to go with Metroid. Okay. The other options were Fexandu, Castlevania, and Zelda 2. Uh, I'm going to go with Castlevania. Tying it up, it is Castlevania. <laughs> Whoa, really? It is actually Cas- oh, that's weird. Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to try Castlevania. Why not? If I'm wrong, tell me in the Discord. But, like, Chanel still gets the point for based on my research. So. Like, it's like, yeah, no, they, they were like the, the hollow nest is sort of like an inverse tree thing that they were, they made like the, cause they thought it was kind of like a tree, but underground and hollowed out. So like, okay, cool. So they were inspired by that. Well, that was interesting, but Castlevania, not on the list. They're like, yeah, screw that game. Um, okay. I, there is one question I am going to cut. So we're going to go to nine questions, which is weird, okay. but this one's for all the marbles now, okay. right? No, it's perfectly tied up. It's like perfect time to do it. <laughs> As of two years after Hollow Knight's initial release, how many units were sold? Was it for whatever? I Wait, think that was February 2019. We, I don't know if that's two years after it's initial. Should we not do multiple choice? Should we just like prices right style? Like we guess until one of us goes over. Ooh, I like that. Um, I mean, okay. If you you know what the contestants are now running the show, that's that's <laughs> always possible on words are trivia. Highest without going over. Okay, um, but like. We'd have to, I mean, I would have to determine who goes first at this point, and I don't know how to do that. Well, we both can write it down. And then mm, okay, yeah, there we go. Yep. Okay, you can both write it down. We are on video, so I will say, I will say out loud what, they, what they've written for us, but you will get five seconds or hmm, ten seconds, whatever, or just say when you're ready. Closest without going over. Alex has guessed. Oh, that's unreadable. One sec. Something completely illegible. Chanel has guessed something really legible. 3.2 million. It says 1.8. Alex, what have you guessed? 1.8 million. The correct answer. Funnily enough, Chanel, 3.2 million was one of the multiple choice answers. And the correct answer is 2.8 million. You just went over the correct. So Alex takes it. (laughs) I guess on a technicality. (laughs) You did. It was 2.8 million. 
It was that's a lot. It's a lot of <laughs> that's copies. A lot. That's still a lot. Um, but thank you so much for playing. Words are trivia. Woo! Thank Love you much, so much. That was a fun little. Um, hopefully, that was fun for everyone involved. I loved it. <laughs> um, well, uh, we are at just about time. Chanel, do you have anything else you would like to plug um, while you are here? I'm sure people would love to connect with you more. Yeah, sure. So um, I, I, I stream on Twitch about two, three times a week, as well as TikTok. We do the, the co-streaming thing. I do have a YouTube channel as well, where I will get be getting back to my Hollow Knight playthrough. I'd like to finish it up uh, because I am very close to the end. So we're going to finish it up there and then we'll be switching over to the new Final Fantasy when that comes out, um, Rebirth. So yeah, I'm super excited. So I'm going to be playing that offline and then posting uh, videos on there. And then uh, my Twitch stuff is mostly cozy uh, games like Stardew. And um, there's a new game called Pacific Drive. It's coming out uh, this week. Uh, so that's like a dystopian, puzzly, nuclear, whatever kind of game. So I'll be playing that um, and give, uh, probably giving away some copies as well. So if you want to stop by Twitch uh, on Wednesday, I'll be playing that. Uh, as well so everywhere i am uh coder girl chan um you can find me on all the platforms awesome awesome yes and i'll be in i'll probably be in chat if you want yeah, to yeah, come back, come back. I, I stalk her yeah. <laughs> i stalk and troll i troll her constantly um Facts. <laughs> Well, um, I suppose now is just a good time to do our quick housekeeping. If you want to connect with uh, Storm Buds on our socials, you can find the link in the link pop in the description of the episode. This is episode 50. Can you believe it? Wow. Can you believe Congrats. it? Congrats. Um, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. and it was such an honor having you as our first guest on episode 50, um, so rounding out our, our month of storm bugs. Um, we absolutely do not have, we did, did not sell an ad space. Um, and, and I'm sorry if we had one prepared, I'm rejecting it right now. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it on the, the, we'll get to it on the next episode for sure. And without much else to go on, we will see you guys in March. Um, but thank you so much for joining us for storm bugs. And um, until next time, born from bugs, storm of bugs, we've been the storm bugs, uh, baby. Good night. Good night. Night. Be free. That's a, that's a, that's a butterfree. I end every episode with a bug noise, and that one's a Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs>